Today in our gospel reading, we hear the Lord's Prayer. As we look at the Lord's Prayer, we kind of understand parts of it. But today I want us to focus on the line, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Because I think that becomes a very crucial part in understanding of what it means to pray. But especially during Lent, it gives us our guideposts to how we are to pray. Because we speak about our Father who art in heaven. We, we speak about a Father, Abba, a God, who has this intimate relationship with us, who dwells in heaven, and that we want and wish and hope and in praying that his name will be praised, will be known throughout all the world. But we have to then ask ourselves, why is it important that God's name be hallowed throughout the world? And this becomes the key through which we understand prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Let us begin backwards, on earth as it is in heaven. So what are we praying when we say that on earth as it is in heaven? We're asking God that whatever that heavenly experience is in heaven, I want it here on earth. That heavenly experience on, in heaven is an intimate divine encounter with our Lord where we see him and are with him face to face for all eternity. So then what are we praying when we say on earth as it is in heaven? We want that divine heavenly experience here every day here on earth. So thy kingdom come, we want to make thy kingdom that kingdom we just talked about, or going to talk about, in heaven, here present on earth. We want our lives, our daily lives, to radiate that intimate love and intimate relationship that we're going to have in heaven, here daily on earth. That becomes the linchpin of what we pray and what we're praying, or even in prayer in general. Because prayer is not just our opportunity to bash God with words and expect Him to conform and change His ways. We're not there praying to convince God that my desire is best. I know what is best for me and I want you to do and I want you to hear me and I'm going to speak all these words to you expecting and demanding you to change. But instead, we're asking the Lord to not change your will, but my will. That everything I do becomes a loving reflection of what I want in heaven, what I'm going to experience in heaven. That my words, actions, and desires become this loving expression of this heavenly experience. What it asks of us is not that God is going to change but that my will, my desire, will conform and change and grow to become God's desire. This becomes very crucial for us, especially in Lent, because we come and bring to the Lord not only our desires, but we bring to the Lord our struggles. Especially in Lent, we have these struggles come very apparent. 
I've shared this story to many of you. Years ago, in one of my retreats in my undergrad, the retreat master was talking about patience. And I was thinking to myself throughout the retreat and praying about it, you know, I think patience would be a good virtue to work on. You know, I can be hot-tempered sometimes. I can get frustrated very easily. So I think praying for patience would be a good thing. And so at the end of the retreat, he shares how he was working on the virtue of patience and the litany of humility was a very powerful prayer for him. And so what he says was, you know, if you were working, if you need to work on patience, you know, use this prayer of humility. So I, being the young gung-ho seminarian, decided I'm going to do that for myself. And I was, as I was praying that litany of humility, I noticed myself becoming more frustrated, becoming more hot-tempered, becoming less patient. And so I bring this to my spiritual director. I was like, Father, I don't know what is going on. Please help me make sense of this. I'm praying and asking for patience. I'm praying this litany of humility to seek the grace and strength to be patient. But what I'm getting is not the virtue of patience. I find myself even more hot-tempered, even more frustrated, and quick to anger and quick to judge. And as, as I was explaining this to him, I can see this laughter on his face. He tells me, my son, when you pray, you have to begin to be very specific. Because in praying, God gave you the opportunities and moments to be patient. What you should do is ask for the grace and the strength to be patient. I share this story with you because as we go through Lent, we get these opportunities to be patient. We find ourselves seeking food more. We see ourselves frustrated more. We see our temper get challenged more in Lent. Not because it's a bad thing, but we confront our, and are confronted with our weakness, with our deficiencies in our relationship with God. But how do we use prayer to conform ourselves? In that moment in patience, I then conformed myself and asked the Lord to help me with strength and with grace to overcome these obstacles in patience. As we approach and enter into Lent, let us ask the Lord in prayer to help conform our lives better to a deeper and intimate relationship with Him. To not let our prayer, our fasting, our almsgiving, hinder us from deepening that relationship. Because that's all we're working towards in Lent. It's not a benefit for ourselves, not a work for ourselves, but working towards a deeper, a closer, a more intimate relationship with God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.